0: Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500th PB&J. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich. With Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discount fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary.
1: Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business. Whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing,
0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. You probably already know that Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks in you know, all genres, but you may not know all the other uh, spoken audio entertainment information that they offer. So we are providing you with a free trial if you go to audibletrial.com slash You can sign up for that trial and you can explore on your own and find the content that you have been looking for all in one place. It's like the best. Uh, Over the years, this podcast has continued to uh, be recognized as a great resource for small business owners, sales professionals, business leaders of all kinds. Uh, We enjoy inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. Uh, And that is really because of the guests. These are folks who have expertise in a particular area of business, and they join me to have a conversation where they share that expertise with all of you. Today is no different. My guest today is Jim Canarucci. Jim is the founder of Transition Management Advisors and is CEO of the software company Constituent Hub. Jim works closely with executive teams to help implement the strategies developed in the boardroom. He's the author of Change Project Management, The Next Step, The Skill Set of a Change Leader, Seven Essentials for Emerging Leaders, and he is also the author of Personal Brilliance. Jim also writes to leaders every Saturday morning. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jim.
2: Oh, thanks, Diane. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: I am as well. Now, um, you use the term change leadership very specifically, and I'm wondering if you would um, explain why with us to us.
2: Sure, Diane. In the business world and in the consulting world, uh, it's referred to as change management or OCM organizational change management. And I just simply feel like you really can't manage change. What we ha- right. What we have to do instead is lead through the change. So I'm a little persnickety on the language on purpose, because I really think change leadership is what we're about and what we're doing or should be doing. So it helps with the mindset. Although I realize we're never gonna change the lexicon, it's gonna be called change management forever. But uh, in my little slice of the world, I, I try to use that language to, because it, it helps create the proper mindset around what we're supposed to be doing as leaders.
0: So And you know what, and I totally get that because when I um, talk about time management, what I say is you can't manage time. It's a thing, you know, it just happens, but you can manage your decisions. So I totally get where, where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay. So communication is a big part of leadership. And you talk about a really common problem. Um, so the leaders have where they have to communicate even when they feel like there isn't much to say. So tell us more about that.
2: Sure, Diane and Art and our change methodology. So pick picture, you know, a big company and they're implementing a new computer system across hundreds and thousands of people and there's a big project going on, right? That's a change project. And so in our methodology, for example, we'll communicate to the managers every 2 weeks and let them know what's happening so they can share that with their teams, right? So it typically happens where Maybe the project's a little bit behind, and not a lot has happened since the last communication. And so, you know, we're just going to stir up trouble by saying we're behind. How, How about if we just don't say anything? How about if we don't send out the communication this time? We'll wait until two weeks from now. Everybody should be okay with that. There's not really much to report anyway. That's, that's the picture of the symptom that we're talking about here. And it's a very dangerous phenomenon because when you don't communicate, even when you theoretically don't have a lot to say, you're creating this communication vacuum. And in that vacuum, we're, we're likely, as uh, re- audience members of that message, we're likely going to feel, fill that vacuum with negatives. Uh, so, for example, you know we 're behind there might be a good reason for being behind, but if I know we 're behind and you haven 't communicated i 'm going to go worst case scenario on you right and so <laughs> that 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 causes it causes a number of issues, trust issues with leadership et cetera so it's it 's really the symptom and and the problem that we have to guard against, and we have to really work hard to guard against that there's some tips and trip tricks and so on. But it's really a pretty common thing. I don't have a lot to say. Yeah, let's just be quiet. Let's just not say anything. Uh, we're busy anyway, right? Um, but it, it really doesn't work that way. And, and rears its ugly head and causes big problems downstream for sure.
0: Well, it does. And sometimes I think the leader thinks they don't have anything to say, but they don't realize that they know stuff other people don't.
2: Right. Right, right. So, so they can so... forget
0: that other people don't know this stuff.
2: Yeah, so here, here's a little formula that, that I use with, with my uh, executive clients in, on this issue. A, a couple things when I have this urge that I want to skip the communication. First, explain the truth. So in this case, we're behind. We ran into some things in testing and blah, 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 whatever it is. But explain the truth. Uh, it's still the truth then. And you have the opportunity when you're explaining the truth to Polish up the edges of where the negativity might be. So you're you're explaining the truth. You're walking through the ramifications. And that's very important. Well, what does this mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything because we're going to make up the two-week delay that we have when we get to this point, right? We're talking details at this point. We're we're having a conversation. And so we're, again, I may not want to communicate because it'll be perceived as really horrible. Well, you have some control over that. You, by, by using your words and actually communicating, you can walk through those ramifications, um, and, and you can talk about what we're really actually doing and what actions we can take now that are going to create forward movement and keep the positive message going forward uh, and keep that truth out there and we eliminate that vacuum of no communication where I'm gonna obviously think the worst. And so those are a couple of things that you could do when you have this desire to, uh, to keep quiet and go hide in your office, right? That's, that happens so often.
0: Yeah, a little too often. Um, and, and do you think that when you're sharing this information, you can actually also be pulling people into the problem solving?
2: Absolutely. There's a little co creation that starts to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, Because when I'm figuring that out, when I'm arm wrestling over what I'm going to say, questions pop up. Well, then I can ask somebody a question. I can get them involved. They can start to participate in the problem solving. So it might go something like this The truth is, we're behind. The ramifications are, it could put our, our end date in danger. But what we're actually doing is spending time with each. Of the business units and getting your input so we could figure out better ways to, um, you know, jump the clock a little bit and move things a little bit faster. That's a wonderful message to hear. Yeah. It's like, okay, you, somebody's in charge. All right, good. They, yeah. They're thinking, but they're doing the right thing. Uh, and, and, you know, that, that's pretty important. And also understand when you want to skip that message, remember, in my example, we're doing it every two weeks, but there's regular communication all the time, right? If yeah. I skip that every two week message, if I miss one, it's, it's actually telling a lie. I promised you that I was gonna communicate with you and then I yeah. don't do that. And what does that do to trust, right? It just wow. starts to erode that leadership trust. It's a little thing. I got home you know, at the end of the day, I got through my day as a leader, but I really caused serious damage as a result of that one simple decision to not communicate. And that's something we have to guard against.
0: Yeah, boy, no kidding. Boy, that's really interesting. Because it, it, um, I don't think we realize the domino effect of mm-hmm. um, not communicating. We convince ourselves that there isn't a reason to communicate or right. that it's going to cause discomfort when really you know,
2: what I'm hearing is the opposite is true exactly right and you know as you said at the very least as a leader i know more than the people i'm communicating with and so i start doing that little trick where i think they know what i know and so therefore they don't need to hear this or it would be redundant or they would be bored by hearing it again from me when we all know we need repetitive we need information repeated and (laughs) also as you said they just don't know because they yeah. weren't in all the meetings, they weren't in all the planning and so on. And so at the very least, I could be sharing those kinds of insights and background. And guess what happens? Engagement increases because now I'm pulling you into the fold. Right. I'm, I'm getting you involved in what's happening. And isn't that what leadership is all about really? Yeah. Now,
0: so let's talk a little bit about, um, you, you had mentioned that when there's a vacuum, people fill it with the negative. Talk some about that and, and the impact that that can actually have on an organization.
2: Yeah, I, uh, just, I'll give you, by by way of example, um, we have a tool that we use in the change process called change breakthrough analysis. It's just a process of asking you to reconcile what you just heard as far as communication is concerned, right? And we get, we get insights about whether or not you really understood it and also, um, you know, you might have some resistance that's valid, right? You might say, well, that's not gonna work. And since you do the work, I wanna know that, right? So we do change breakthrough analysis. We had one situation where um, it was a bank and they were doing a big change and we did a communication and we did change breakthrough analysis, thank goodness, before we let them leave the room. And one of the downsides that they saw to the change was that we were going to raise the price on all of our best customers. So fees were going to go up as a result of this change. Now, it was really funny, Diane, because all of us who knew what we were talking about and doing the communication looked at each other like, We never considered raising the price. We never thought about it. We never talked about it. It couldn't possibly be a rumor because you know it came from nothing. (laughs) But if we would have let those folks leave the room, they would have thought we were raising the the fees on all of the customers, right? And and that's the kind of thing that happens in a vacuum. Because if I wasn't even there, right, as the communicator, what would you make up? right? It's it yeah. sounds crazy, not, n- nutsy kind of things that people will make up, but that's really what happens. Uh, people go to extremes. And uh, luckily with, with testing my communication right then and there, the executives were able to say, come on, no, we never even thought about that. That's definitely not going to happen. That's one thing I could put a stake in the ground on and say, we're definitely not raising our customers fees. And then everything settled down as a result before that person left the meeting, went to the water cooler, shared that information as if it was the gospel of the project Mm. and we would have had a disaster, right? So um, that's the kind of thing that happens when a vacuum is created. People will make things up and they don't have to be based on logic or reality. Uh, And so then we're fighting that uh, battle, right? We're trying to walk that back, pull that information in and clarify And while we're doing that, we're not doing the real work,
1: right? That's
2: that's the real opportunity cost of those kinds of things. So just like Mm. when you're building a house, do it right. The first time, same, same principle holds true with communication as well.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really, that's fascinating. Thanks for that example. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, you just never know what's I going know. on in people's experience and what they're dealing with, and so on. And you know that person might have been a salesperson who was talking to a customer that day, and they were complaining about how high the prices were. So that was top of mind, right? But yeah. that's how things start. That's how the the rumor mill starts, and the trail uh, that I have to then fix as a leader, um, you know, becomes a problem and, and an issue for us. And now we're we're fighting fires as opposed to doing the real work.
0: Exactly right, right. And and you caused it, yeah unintentionally
2: yeah but, exactly exactly yeah, right and, yeah, yeah. And, and what that's the that's the funny part you didn't even know you did anything wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't accidentally say we were going to raise the prices or right, you know what I mean it wasn't even a mistake I, I couldn't have prevented right. uh, but, but by finding out what people are thinking um, uh, because you're in the act of communicating which is back and forth right two-way yeah. Uh, Now, we were able to identify that misunderstanding and deal with it right away as opposed to it becoming a problem. Wow, thank
0: goodness. That is something else. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break, and then I have some more questions for you. Perfect. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Now, you know Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles in every genre you can think of. But you may not know that they have podcasts, they have um, Audible Originals, they have guided meditations, and so much more. Um, As a matter of fact, Jim's book, Personal Brilliance, is one of the great audiobooks you can find on audible.com. And I know for me, um, so I I love the audiobooks, but I like the other stuff too. Like, currently, those guided meditations are a lifesaver. And... I get to get all that stuff in one place. I think that's one of my favorite parts of, of using audible.com is that everything is in one place. I don't have to open up different programs to get what I'm listening for. I think you will find it tremendously valuable as well. So we're offering you a free trial. If you go to audibletrial.com slash business growth and sign up for the free trial, you can explore all of the incredible content um, that is available to you, and I think you're gonna be really pleasantly surprised. Today we are speaking with Jim Kanarucci about how leaders should be communicating. So Jim, we're recording this, um, I'm gonna say sort of in the middle of uh, the COVID crisis, and I'm thinking that with everyone working remotely, that this communication thing can be an even bigger problem is that are you finding that to be the case
2: you're definitely on the right track when when i'm dealing with with large change uh, there's all already um, a level of anxiety that we have to deal with right people are concerned about something being different is my job going to go away etc what we've done with with the current crisis that we're hopefully in the middle of, and that's and, and not longer yeah. than that, um, yeah. the anxiety is even higher, right? So that's one issue is the whole feeling of being uncomfortable that people have and think about it when you're anxious, often you're anxious because of things you don't know. And so that's where communication can help. Yeah. If you yeah. tell me some things, give me some facts, some data, um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll go next level on you in a second. Sometimes what we have to do is communicate in probabilities and that's very difficult for people to do. What I mean by that is, I, I might not know the answer. Are we going to open our office up next month? We might be the question, right? I don't know that answer. But I've worked on it, I've thought about it, I've talked to a number of experts, et cetera, blah, 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 whatever the the reality is. And I'm feeling about 75% comfortable that we will open next month, might be the scenario that we play out or how I would communicate. Now, here's here's what's hard about it. Let's say that 75% guesstimate that I communicated was off as I get closer to next month's date. Um, now I have to communicate again. It's that simple. I, and that's the hard part. I just yeah. have to say, remember, we talked about 75% comfort level. It's really closer now, you know, it, we're not gonna make it. it, it's really, it's really a little different now. So I needed to communicate that with you. Here's what happens uh, based on what we've talked about so far. Because I have to communicate in a probability because I don't know the exact answer, I feel like it's important that I just don't say anything at all. Zero. And so that's where the anxiety comes from. Well, I'm not hearing from my leader, I don't know what's happening at all. That's scary. Uh, there's a possibility we might have to reduce our workforce. Here's the probability that that's going to be true. Um, and, and if it's 5%, possibility that it might happen. That's different from it's definitely going to happen. It's in the 95% range that we're going to eliminate jobs, right? It's very different. But if I don't know for sure, and I don't say anything, and it was only a 5% chance, why am I driving people uh, to, to anxiety yeah. uh, unnecessarily, right? Um, right. And, and if it is 95%, wouldn't it be the right thing to do to communicate that so the person could start to deal with the issue and and, and reconcile it. So, so there's the whole anxiety thing, but then there's also, as you mentioned, working from home, et cetera, the distance thing. So where I might get away with cheating and say, I don't really need to do a formal communication because they'll see me in the hallway and they could ask me a question, which I think is a cop-out, right? We can both fail. agree, uh, <laughs> but you don't even have that anymore right? Um, So I can't even bump into you and ask you what's going on if I'm a little concerned about something or if I need a piece of information. So that makes it a lot more difficult. And then third, let's add this to the equation because of the distance. I can't complain about you as my leader not communicating to me with my buddies because we're not together. (laughs) So Often what happens is you don't communicate. I complain to my buddy. My buddy says, oh, Diane's been really busy on XYZ project. I'm sure if you ask her, she'll have the information you need and everything's all better. Or we'll both commiserate about what a horrible boss you are. Right? <laughs> Either way, that it, you know, kind of puts a pin in the tension a little bit, right? I have a yeah. support mechanism. So we don't have any of that. And so uh-huh. it's ultra critical at this point that we, we communicate, we over communicate, we're checking in even when we don't have a, a solid good reason to do that. It's more work, but it's necessary.
0: Yeah. And when it actually, it feels to me like it actually um, creates less work down the road because cleanup is a tough thing to do.
2: Absolutely. And and, I, and again, the worst part about cleanup is you're not doing the actual work that needs to be done. And yeah. you're just loading up the cleanup pile because you're causing more problems that you're going to have to firefight later on. That's, that's the bad part. It becomes a cycle.
0: And can you get that trust back if you... Like you know, if you all of a sudden realized you should be communicating,
2: well, sure, you can um um it's harder, obviously I would rather not have to do that, but yeah. you know that of course, it starts with apologizing and and uh recognizing that you did the wrong thing uh and you're the boss, so you're never supposed to admit uh mistakes right you are <laughs> supposed to apologize it's just such nonsense i don't yeah. I don't know where that testosterone-based <laughs> leadership came from, but it, it doesn't work. And so just, you know, you have to bite the bullet and say, okay, I'm vulnerable now. I, I probably could have done a better job. Um, would you please tap me on the shoulder going forward if I fall into this pattern again? And here we go. Now let's communicate. And yeah. I think people are forgiving. Uh, for I that think so. they, they think you care. They know you care. They could see the empathy there. Um, and, 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 you know, that's, that's what building a, a solid championship team kind of a concept in your organization is all about the ability to do that so yeah you can recover but hey let's let's prevent it if we possibly can right
0: well no doubt right exactly let's err on the side i'm just thinking about people who have not been communicating and are feeling that you know they're they're not really being trusted you know what what they should do
2: and i think you have to be realistic when you when you are Trying to recover from this, right? It, it's so obvious, and we've all had the bosses who went to a, a leadership speech, you know, or or something. They come back with the, their their newfangled system. We're all going to implement. That's not what this is about. This is about true relationships with human beings, and so you have to deal with it from that standpoint. So there are there are some things that that we could we could do, but. Um, and I think we also have an advantage in the crisis mode that we're in. I think we could say, um, hey, we've been putting some things off for a while. How about if we take a little bit of time now, since it seems like we have a minute or can take a beat, and do some of those things? For example, I may have ignored your development plan all year long, right? and I shouldn't have done that, and that was a mistake, and we haven't talked about it because we were busy. Um, how about if we get back into that? I don't need to announce that we're, I'm, I'm turning a new leaf, you know, or, or trying to get better at this. We can actually do it by doing things, you know, the things that we should have been doing, you know, anyway. Any um, you know, things like creating some new teams for innovation, you know, getting people involved in solving problems and issues and, and creating opportunities, cross-pollinating, you know, across departments maybe getting people to work together that wouldn't have otherwise. Those are things that we may have put off because we were busy, and now we might have an opportunity to, to do that. And how about if we teach something? You know, often, you know, you and I get hired to teach people, right, often, yeah. and the first thing that gets cut is, is education and yeah. training. Uh, because we're busy, we've got other things going on. Well, now might be the time to teach something. You know, can, you, can you do it as a leader or could you bring a professional in to do it? Um, those are opportunities that, that really show a different side. Um, and if you've, if you've been on that you know, flip side of communication and you've been dropping the ball there, these are things that might get, get you started, get that first step towards being a better communicator that aren't that polished, uh, we have a new program, fill out this form now, you know, kind of a thing. Cause I just went to a <laughs> seminar um, that, that is counterproductive. So right. yeah, there are ways to, to overcome and get better. And if this is a practice, we're always getting better at this and we always can get better and learning new things. And that's okay, our, our folks appreciate that on our teams and, and uh, can get behind that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: right. And then,
0: <clears throat> so, Talk to me some about the importance of, well, I'm gonna say the importance of consistency and, and um, long-term adoption, but also the other thought that comes into my head is that knowing when you have to ramp it up, you know? Like if you have a really good communication system going, how do you know when it's time when you have to be over communicating?
2: Mm-hmm hmm well uh, let's talk about consistency first okay do you do your podcast publish your podcast every once in a while um, no it's on a schedule yeah whenever you feel like <laughs> it right Be, because so your audience listening to your podcast wouldn't they, they build an expectation it's going to come yeah. out when it comes out and I, I in fact i'm looking forward to that day i want to listen to what diane's up to now let's let's plug in what if you weren't there that's really what happens with leadership communication when it's missing and it's inconsistent and it happens every once in a while. So every law of marketing, every law of building a community says consistency is important. Whatever it is, if it's hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, it's gotta be consistent. So that's, that can't be uh, emphasized enough. That's very important. Um, the, the Knowing when to ramp up communication That's that's really, if you're doing your leadership job, you're getting a sense of your community that you're supporting and you're seeing that there is some anxiety that's coming, that there are some questions that consistently come up. So it might be time to do something special to answer those questions, that type of thing. I think it, it has a lot to do with your monitoring process. You know, communication isn't set it and forget it. Uh, it's, it's a monitoring process because communication by definition is two-way. So what are we doing to listen? What are we doing to hear that there are issues or problems? Or what do we know that's coming around the corner that's going to be a big surprise? You know, it's going to be a big thing to get over change, from a change standpoint. Something's going to be really different. Um, and if, if we know that, those are the kind, that's, that's when we start to over-communicate or communicate more than the normal cycle uh, would dictate and the act of the act of doing that actually sends a message as well that says hey maybe stop pay attention don't skip over this this particular note because something's going on here we can tell that and so that's you're you're playing an instrument if you want to think of it that way a uh, musical instrument you, know, you don't just do it by rote you're you're feeling the the music and what comes next and anticipating and so on so all of that comes into play with with being a good communicator from from a leadership standpoint does that make sense
0: Yeah it does it makes a lot of sense and so when you were talking about that I was thinking about um, a situation that like drives me out of my mind because the communication is so bad and it's around mergers mm-hmm. and acquisitions
2: it yeah, seems because like whatever it, that it,
0: goes, like they won't tell anybody.
1: Because but there are lawyers, lawyers
2: involved and there are rules, that means we can't say anything. And what I've found is that that's not always necessarily true. There are some things that have to be kept confidential for a period of time, like up until the date, etc. But yeah. but there are other things that, you know, we paint the we, we use the broad brush on everything, so we don't say anything. Um, it it it's touchy, but. It's something that, that I think we go overboard on, as far yeah. as communication is concerned. We need, we need to get people ready. And if, if we were in a merger situation, likely that's the mode of our operation to a certain extent. I mean, maybe not, sometimes not, sometimes it's a 40 year old company that gets purchased, right? I understand that. But a lot of times we're in a growth mode and we're doing, you know, that kind of thing. So we can do prep work for these kinds of things. We may have an an acquisition coming up. Let's get ready in case we do. And set up a communication model that works. And then if you're in that you know, a blackout period or whatever—you you deal with that, but you don't have to build a communication process from scratch at that point. Is—is is the issue, right? That's what happens an awful lot, and of course, that's too hard to do. So we just don't do it and say, "Hey, let's make a rule: no communication about anything. Just keep quiet. <laughs> um, in fact, avoid avoid your people. You know, don't even look them in the eye. You know, we get weird about it it's, it's unnecessarily.
0: Yeah, and and I would think that, like sometimes I think that people don't communicate because they're afraid that their employees are going to leave mm-hmm. uh, before, you know, whatever it is that's about to happen. But I think they don't realize that if their employees become uncomfortable enough and nervous enough, they're going to leave anyway.
2: Yeah. And what kind, of, what kind of work environment and productivity and, and relationship do we have if we're, we're operating from that position of distrust so yeah. much? Yeah. You know, and, and what kind of a leader argue that you aren't building a bench that if somebody does leave you, you know, it just, yeah. it, it's really a symptom of, of, of general poor leadership when you have that feeling. Yeah. Um, it's a symptom, you know, it's something that we would work on, but we wouldn't necessarily be treating that. We would be treating that underlying disease, which would be, you know, you're lacking a whole lot of leadership skills if you're, if you end up in that spot. Yeah. That's really what happens.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a, that's a huge point. So if, um, if you were going to give uh, one piece of advice to the leaders who are listening um, about what they could do like right now this week to help communicate with their team, what would it be?
2: Two parts, if you don't mind. Sure. One, it's an easy one. Tell the truth. The second one is really the answer to your question, and that's seek reaction to the truth. So don't assume, ask, coach people, support people, don't say it and run out of the room, right? (laughs) Say it and then figure out what the reaction is and reconcile with people. So the communication is just an act, but the process of communicating is something that involves a lot of back and forth. So if there's something that you wanna communicate this week, stand up and communicate it, but then stay and reconcile how people have reacted to that communication and how you're going to build a plan for moving forward coming out of that communication. If you take those extra steps, um, you'll begin to be a, a, a very talented communicator that's what it that's where it comes from
0: wow i i just love that stay and Mm -hmm. and get the reaction that's so great because people do right they just they walk in they deliver an address they walk out you're like okay wait
2: i have another meeting no you you shouldn't yeah don't don't make another meeting (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah right wow that's so interesting boy jim i really appreciate this this is really just fabulous information Um, Will you share with the listeners how they can find you and your books and everything you have going on?
2: Absolutely. There's, there's two websites. Uh, one is jimcantarucci.com, the spelling of my name. Uh, and that's where you can sign up for the Saturday morning leadership message if you'd like. Uh, and then, of course, Constituent Hub, our software package for leading large change in big companies, uh, is constituenthub.com. And there are some there's some interesting things there as well, even if you don't need change leadership software. So please visit, and I'm happy to Answer any questions or chat with folks as we go. That's not never an issue. I stay, right? So uh, feel (laughs) feel free to (laughs) to, uh, feel free to communicate with me. I'd love love to hear from you uh, as we go forward. Thanks, Diane. I really appreciated this.
0: Oh yeah, thank you. It was it was wonderful. Uh, And listeners, thank you. I think you got a lot of great information here today. Uh, and I'd also like to thank our sponsor. Get your free trial of audible.com by going to audibletrial.com slash business growth and just explore everything they have uh, to offer. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.
2: Me,
1: me, 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 but also you.